Hey guys, this is Naeem and you've reached the Mosaic Church Podcast. So excited that you're part of our listening community and I'd love for you to be even more connected. So check out our website. There's more content there and there's more opportunities for you to get connected in our ministries and events as well. Also, love for you to share this content. If this is blessed to you, I know that God wants to use you to bless other people with it. So share this podcast, if you will. Lastly, would you consider supporting this ministry? This is made possible by other people's generosity, and I'd love for you to pay it forward. Join us to reclaim the message and the movement of Jesus together. So would you consider giving to this ministry? I know that God is able to do immeasurably more through us when we come together. Thank you so much. God bless you. Enjoy. All right, so friends, um, if you're a guest here, thanks. Uh, we've been in a series um, called I Quit, okay? And uh, we just quit the series pretty much uh, last week. And it was one of those series that was really popular. And I really felt like I wanted to keep it going. But the truth is, is that we've got, uh, it's, it's February and people are thinking about Valentine's Day. You guys know it's coming up. Anybody know that? Okay, some of you guys are like, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to ignore, I want to ignore it. Will it just go away? I know it's kind of interesting because February always people are talking about relationships. Now, what's interesting is, is that this Sunday, it's Super Bowl Sunday, obviously, right? But like, like who are we rooting for, right? No, no, I think we're rooting for, I think we're rooting for Taylor. That's what we're rooting for. Because I don't know about you guys. Uh, I think for some of us, I mean, this Super Bowl is all about Travis and Taylor Swift. I mean, what is she going to do, friends? She's going to be in Tokyo, okay? She's got to fly back for the kickoff if she does that. And then she has to fly back again 18 hours to Australia to do 14 shows. Should she do it? Right. Some of you are like, I don't care. (laughs) Like, what what I would really love is you would stop, just show the game, and instead of panning to what Taylor Swift is doing throughout the game. I get that. I get that. Right? right so you guys clapping. Yes! Let's do that. Hey, listen, if you're not Swifty, it's all good. It's all good, right? Some of you guys, what does that mean? Taylor Swift? Oh, whatever. Okay, whatever. But the truth is, is that uh, the series, this conversation about love and relationships is one of those that uh, it, just, it's hard to get into. Because there are some of you, like, you're like, I'm not in the dating scene. I get it, because I've been out of the scene for about 25 years, glad that I'm out. Okay, I, I, I'm just saying because I don't know. Some of you guys are really great at dating. I was not. I was not good at dating at all. And others of us, other of us are going, you know what? I'm married, man. I'm good. I've got the deal. I've sold. I've, I'm done. But here's the, here's the, the trick. The trick is, is that um, the, uh, the truth is, is that you and I uh, all know people who are in dating relationships. And if you're married, honestly, you're still kind of supposed to be dating uh, your spouse. You're supposed to be your partner. You're supposed to be doing that. Like, I mean, it's, it's tough. And I just want to say that this conversation that we're going to have for about three weeks is going to feel like it's bumbling. It's like a bumbling through love. Like, because no one is killing it at love. Anybody else? I mean, just killing it at love? Yeah, see, no one was like, yeah, I got it on lockdown. Like, some of you are like, yeah, you do, you do. You just got married, okay, whatever, okay? Okay, you know, give him, give him how long? How, give, how, give him how long? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, give, just, just give him a minute, just give him a minute. No, we're not, we're not all crushing it. And so here's what I want to do. Here's what I want to do. I want to just say, first of all, I'm kind of nervous about this series. Here's why. Like I said, I've been out for 25 years. Secondly, uh, I'm a Middle Eastern guy. 
Uh, I mean, uh, back, back where I come from, they do arranged marriages, okay? With some of you guys, you're like, you know what? That's looking good. I'm, I'm, I want to do that now. I, yeah, I've tried, but now let's give it up to my mom. No, no. So I, I'm kind of nervous about it, but I do feel the need that, man, we just need a little hope in the middle of uh, all of this. Like, because I think there's, I mean, love is so interesting, especially the romantic love, because like, it can actually define the kind of person you become for a long time. And yet we can't define it, you know? It's, it's tough. And then you, you can uh, go through, go online, you can look at courses, you can look on Instagram, and everybody's got an opinion about love. And even when it comes to God, I mean, um, when, you, when you think of the scriptures or you look at scriptures, I mean, maybe you've heard sermons about dating and marriage and all that. And, and some of you, you're thinking, I don't know if I really believe this. I don't know if it really is accurate. And I'll just say this. I'll just say this. Um, I think that uh, the church has done a poor job of what it means to um, lead people in this season of their life. Or lead people through this. Because sometimes in Christianity, and maybe it's just the religion that I was exposed to, the version of Christianity, that it seemed to be like this idea that if once you become a Christian, like if you're a single Christian, you're not a really a great Christian. Like you have to uh, graduate, like you need to get married. And the goal of Christianity is everybody needs to just get married. And that's not necessarily true at all. The reason is, is because the founder of Christianity was a single man named Jesus. Okay, in his 30s. Okay, so I just want to say that the, the, the idea of what it means to really be, um, to find love, uh, to, uh, to like hold on to love, because, you know, I mean, uh, 50% of marriages end, um, end up in divorce. What, what does it look like? What, what does it mean? So I, I do think that the scriptures have something to do with it. Uh, I think God wants to tell you something about you uh, this morning, and, and, and if you're like, oh, I'm not really in the dating thing, like I said, Naeem, I'm not, I'm not. Well, you have friends, and there are people in your life that you love and you care for, and they have asked you to, um, they've asked you for advice, they've asked you for a lot of things, and maybe even they've, they've kind of um, um, been vulnerable with you and just broken down and cried about the fact that maybe um, there, there's something wrong with them or something. Like, I don't know. They've just thought and processed with you. And so I think this is a good conversation for us to have. And so I was thinking, you know, what can I say? And then I've also had two kids. Both are in the dating scene. You know what I'm saying? They're both, like one is dating, one has dated. And I'm like, what do I say? Like, so I'm not going to assume that all of you are my kids. Okay, that's not going to happen. But I would um, like to just present something as if I was just talking to my kids. As if I was like, I don't have, I'm not talking to you as a pastor, preacher. I'm just talking to you as a friend. I'm talking to you as, um, I don't know, someone who just loves um, you, wants to care, wants to care for you during this season. And also wants to communicate that, that God is for you. Like God's for your happiness. He's for your uh, joy. Um, and he's not punishing you for anything. He's not waiting around uh, till you get your act together or you do something for him and then he'll provide the one. Um, he's not for, he's not, he's not doing that. And, and also, also God is not, um, God's response to you and his care for you is not connected to your behavior. Because for some of us, we're like, man, I don't think I deserve to be in a good relationship because of 
like my, my, my 20s, because of my college years, because of whatever. See, God's love for us and God's concern for us is not connected to your behavior. It's not. And that's a really good thing. It's not connected to your behavior. You see, God, uh, your behavior doesn't change God. Your behavior does not change God. Your behavior, when it comes to this, changes you. And so for some of us, because we've been in this uh, um, season of like really trying to figure out love or trying to figure out what it looks like, and maybe you, you're in a marriage even, you're like, ah, I don't even know if this is the one. Did I marry the wrong one? Like, I mean, I, we have all kinds of thoughts. I will say this is like that, that sometimes we end up doing things naively, carelessly, and it doesn't change God's opinion about us. It just changes our opinion about ourselves because we engage in certain things. I mean, I was talking to a guy the other day and he was talking about lying on his profile on his dating app. Like it was nothing. And I'm like, what? Are people doing that? And some of you, you say, yes, they are. It is all the men. They are lying. They are lying about their height. They're lying about their age. They're lying about all kinds of things. And I've talked to several people who go, I've showed up in dates and women do it too. Okay, you show up and you look nothing like that picture. But what's go, we lying about that? I mean, some people are like, you know, you, you end up ghosting people. And we know what ghosting is. Yes, of course. You're like, name, you don't know the dates I've been on. They, yes. We need, I mean, not just ghosting. We need like holy water thrown on that. Like, like, like I'm just saying I had to cut that off. I, I mean, I, 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 I kind of get that. But there's some other things that we end up doing too. We end up compromising our values and who we are because of that need. We become people that we really don't want to be. We end up just uh, pretending to be someone. We're not really ourselves. We, we are desperate to be in a relationship. And so we just do some things that changes our character. And so what I want to do is I want to read you a, a psalm. And this psalm reminds you, uh, remind, should remind all of us of who we are. Because, I, I mean, I'm not a relationship expert. But what I am good at is reminding people about how much um, you're worth. That you, uh, regardless of what you might think, um, you're worth a lot. And dating relationships and rejection go hand in hand, right? And sometimes people just have a very strange view about themselves because they've been hurt so badly. And I just want to say this conversation is tough because some of us have not just been hurt badly, you've been betrayed. It's not as simple these days, right? It's people have been, been through a lot. You've been through a divorce. You've been through an abuse. You've been the abuser. You've, you've come out of rehab. I mean, you've, there, there's, it's complicated, so complicated. And especially as the, as the world get, gets diverse, relationships are so diverse and different people and different kinds of relationships, man, it's hard to navigate. And so here's what I want to do. This might be the worst sermon in the world, okay? This might be. But I just want to give you two questions that I believe that God wants to ask you. And they're really found in a particular passage in the Psalms. Now, the Psalms, if you don't know, they're like these poems, songs. Um, and there's a particular one that I think is... It's, some, it's one that you and I need to, uh, need to really focus on. So it's Psalm 139. Can you say 139? 
Okay, 139. It's on 139. I would say that you should read this, whatever translation of the Bible you have, or if you have a Bible app, which I do, I use, I read the same stuff in different translations because it allows us to, to give it more context. So I'm going to read this particular passage in the Living, uh, Living, the Living Bible translation, okay? The LB. Okay, so let me just jump right in. It says, oh Lord, you've examined my heart and you know everything about me. You know where I sit or stand. When, uh, when far away, you know my every thought. You chart my ways ahead of me and, and tell me where to stop. Every moment, you know where I am. You know what I'm going to say before I even say it. You both proceed and follow me and place your hand of, help me out, of what? Blessing on my head. This is too glorious, too wonderful to believe. I can never be lost. I love this. I can never be lost to what? Your spirit. I can never get away from my God. I think when we um, talk about like finding people in uh, or allowing people in our lives um, in a dating relationship, it's really about it's really about allowing people to get so close that our, uh, the sense of identity comes from them. That uh, that that we allow people in our lives to to provide something for us that we can't provide for ourselves, and that's this idea of love and acceptance to feel wanted. It's tough. To be known, to be seen, to, for someone to know us fully. And the reality is, is that you and I accept and love people, right? Uh, based on how much we've been loved and accepted in life. And here the psalmist is saying, um, God, you know me more than anybody else. That there is a need that you fulfill in me that no one else fulfills. And so I want you to know that, that, you might go, you know what, I'm so complicated. I, I just don't know what's wrong. Or I just, I, what is it that, that, that I need to do to make myself more attractive? What do I need to do to make myself more uh, desirable? What do I need to do to do the right thing? I don't know. Am I going to be stuck like this? I'm, am I called to this lifestyle? I don't want to be called to this lifestyle. I mean, am I, am I ever, ever going to get over my past? Am I going to do this and get into a better relationship? All these questions. I just want you to know here, the psalmist is saying, God, you know every thought. You know everything about me. You know everything there is to know. And you love me. The, 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 the psalmist is saying is, I get my worth and identity from you. I, 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 I do, I do. And I, 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 yes, I want people in my life. Yes, I want someone to love and hold and, and have memories with. But God, when it comes down to it, you're the one. You're the one that I cannot escape. You're the one that will never leave me. You're the one who will always be there in every time. God, you're the one who will understand that when I just hate myself, you still love me. And I think if you're not captured by that, if you're starting to date someone, if you want to a loving relationship, if you don't understand that, friends, that is, that's, that's step one. Because there are so many people out there, and you know this, who are wanting something from someone else they'll never get. And maybe you've done that. You've dated and dated and dated and you're trying to find the one. The problem is the one who really knows you, loves you, accepts you, will always be there for you, will never betray. The one relationship that will little not die is with God. And I think for some of us, you just need to know that. And you're like, ah, man, I'm not a God guy. Fine. 
Fine, you don't have to be a God guy. I just want you to know that when it comes down to it, when you're alone, when you're just sitting there, just with, alone with your thoughts, the one person who desires to be with you is God. And if you are not captured by that, that, that will hinder you from really getting vulnerable with other people or, or being healthy with other people. You have to know that. So when he starts off like that, and then I believe as we read further, he'll ask two questions. Like it seems like God's asking two questions. The first question here is, do you know your worth? Do you know your worth? I mean, I'm, you're like, oh, well, uh, I kind of do. I've got a lot of things going on for me. No, I'm not talking about that. Like, do you, do you, do you really know truly your worth? The psalmist goes on. He goes, he goes, thank you for making me so wonderfully, what's that word? Complex. You're complex. You're, you're, you're borderline strange. Okay, turn to your neighbor and say, you're strange. You're strange. You know it. You know it, right? And then he keeps on going. He says, he says, it is amazing to think about. Now he's talking about himself. He says, your workmanship, workmanship is what? Marvelous. And how well I know it. You were there when I was being formed. Formed in utter solution. You saw me before I was born. And scheduled each day of my life before I began to breathe. Every day was recorded in your book. See, what is he saying here? He's saying, hey, you were made with love. In love. That's why you have this deep desire to be loved. But I just want you to know that you have a worth, an intrinsic value that does not and is not connected to your behavior, to your, your, um, your performance. You have this deep worth that you need to know. See, because if you don't need, if you don't understand your worth, you're going to allow people regardless of your age. So you might be a teenager, you might be in your 20s, 30s, 40s, whatever, dating again, you're gonna allow people to treat you less than you are worth. If you don't understand your worth, he says, I'll tell you what, I think about how I'm made and I am astonished. He's like, I, I can't believe it. It's like a work of art here. Like, I cannot believe this. See, I think for some of us, we have this wrong sense of pride. Like we're, we're proud of our accomplishments and he's saying no be proud of the way you were created friends we were created it says here what does it say it says we were created uniquely like you were you uniquely you were you were you were you were you were, were handcrafted by god and so your quirkiness your your whatever your all the things about you are are unique you're like an artisan work of art and yet and yet, when we get ourselves in finding love, we want to be like everyone else. We want to be like with the, every, the kind of person that everybody loves and the, uh, that everybody's attracted to. And when we begin to do that, we begin to conform to uh, the, the pressures of this world, to the pressures of Instagram, to the pressures of whatever. When we start conforming, we, be, we actually lose our worth. You're just like anyone else. And if you're like everybody else, then maybe you don't even need to exist because you're just a copy of someone else. 
And here, the psalmist is telling us, know your worth, know that you are unique. Know you're uniquely and creatively made. I mean, you've got talents that no one else does. And you're like, no, I just, I just don't want to be talented. I just want, no, you're, yeah, I, 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 I don't want to be, I'm too smart. I, I think people want dumb people. Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. I think you should be proud of the fact that you're talented. Do you know that you're talented? Do you know that you're unique? Do you know that you're made completely? Like, I hate the term single. It seems so strange. Even the, the classic movies back in the day, you what? You, com- what? you complete me. No, no, that's not true at all. You compliment me, but you don't complete me. I just want you to know. If you're like, I just want to be in a relationship because I just feel like I'm all alone. I'm going to find my other half. You don't have to find your other half. You're fully and completely made. You are whole. You don't. You don't. If that was true, Jesus would have found a wife. I kid you not. Because of Jesus, it was told that he lived a life that he wanted everyone else to live. And one of those was he was born as a human baby and born and grew up. And so, friends, I'm just going to tell you that regardless of what you've been told, maybe your friends, maybe, maybe your family, you're good. You're like, I don't want to be alone. That's another, that's another topic. But I just want you to know, you were, you were not made for someone else. You were made for God. You're just made for God. And you can have a fulfilling life as a single adult. I'm not saying you're going to be. I'm just saying, know your intrinsic value. Know your worth. Don't wait around for someone else to give you worth that you already have. Don't wait around for a relationship to make sure that it tells you that you're okay. Let me just tell you, you're okay. No, no, I'll be more okay in a relationship. That's a problem. You need to be okay right now. Is it hard? Of course. But man, know your worth. That's why it's so tough for me when I talk to people who are dating and they start dating someone. And I'm like, this person doesn't treat you right at all. And that's why we get into relationships and we hide them from our best friends. We don't tell them. We don't. Because we're trying to figure this whole thing out. And I, I, I kind of get that. I understand that. But I just want to make sure that whoever you're with knows your worth. And the other person actually knows their worth as well. So know your worth. Know your worth. And there's so much I can tell. Talk, talk about that. But, like, but, but with your love life, like tell a story that, that you want. Like write a story that you want to tell other people about. Like don't, don't live a life that you have to, uh, that you don't, that you actually are proud of telling the story. All right, let me give you a second question. Second question is this. Are you looking, are you looking for the, the worthy? You're like, the worthy. Are you looking for the worthy? What does that mean? Does that mean like, oh my gosh, you know, no one's worthy of you and you're so special? No, but are you looking for the worthy? Psalms 139 keeps on going. He says this. He says, how precious it is, Lord, to realize that you are thinking about me constantly. I can't even count how many times a day your thoughts 
turn towards me. And, 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 and when I wake in, in the morning, you are still thinking of me. And then he says, search me. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test my thoughts. Point out anything, anything that you find in me that makes you what? That makes you sad. And then lead me along the path of everlasting. Here, he ends this idea of like, God, I want you to search me and to know me and to direct the kind of people that I need to look for. And I think for some of us, we are not looking for the worthy. What does that mean? That what that means is that, I know people have said, okay, I've made a list of things I want. And then whoever is worthy of that, they get, they get to be in my with the relationship I have. But now I don't want you to make a list. I want you to write a vision for your life. Like what do you actually want out of life? See, the thing is, is I think most people, they get into relationships, but they don't know what they're really looking for. They're looking for a particular kind of life that they've seen, maybe a relationship that they know about, but they don't know. And so it's very hard to find the worthy. And what I mean by the worthy is the person who is worth your time and your effort because they're going to go in the same direction. And for so many, we just find the ones who are not worth your time. I mean, I, I've, I've seen this happen and I, I, it saddens me. It saddens me because I've seen people waste decades of their life looking for the not worthy. And I'm not trying to belittle other humans. You know that, right? You guys got that. I'm just saying you have a worth and you have a value and you have a vision for your life. You're uniquely made and you have to find the people that want to go along where you're going. And if you don't know your life, if you don't know what you're looking for, then you're going to what? End up just trying to figure out and keep serial dating, basically, and get into what they call situationships. Because they're not a relationship. It's just kind of a situation. And they're just transactional relationships. They're just transactional relationships. They don't transform you. They're just basically, you're just in them to get over something else, to get over something else. So what are you looking for? And I've had people, I've had people in my life who say, it. oh man, this is the kind of person, this is the guy, and they've kind of rattled off a list of things, you know? And in my head, I'm like, my question is, is the person that you're looking for, is that person looking for a person like you? See what I'm saying? They're like, you're even not that person. I'm looking for a strong this, 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 and da-da-da-da. And I'm like, really? Because I don't think you are. But if you, if you begin to say, you're looking for the worthy, it begs the question, do you know what the worthy is? Do you know what you want out of life? Friends, let me just tell you, if you, you feel like if fitness is a thing for you, then don't look for someone that you're like, you're like oh, well, they're not into it now, but one, I'll change them. No, you won't. Same thing with spirituality. Oh, no, I, and I get, I get these, I, I, I still get these calls sometimes and people, and they're like, hey, can you help us in our relationship? Okay, what's the problem? Well, he, you know, he's Muslim, I'm Christian. And I go, did you guys know that? They're like, yeah, we did, but love. I'm like, really? Well, love, love's not going to do that. Not, no, no. Because now we got a kid, and, we, and I want to take him to the mosque, and she wants to go to the church. And I'm like, and, and they want me to fix it. How do I fix that? I was like, you, I'll pray for you. Like, oh, what do you want me to do? Like, what do you want me to do when you actually start off that way? Now, it's one thing where 
spouses, I mean, like get together and then they go off a different direction. And that's a different conversation for sure. But I just want you to know, if, do you know what you're looking for? You're lo- do you know what, who the worthy is? Do you know where you're going in life? And do you know who you're looking for? And friends, it is w- worth it that you wait. So if you have, if you have people you love who are in the dating scene, you have kids who are like, oh my gosh, what do I tell them? What do I tell them? Because it's so easy to just talk about controlling people's behavior. Hey, don't do this and don't do that and da da da. And I, I'm, I, I can give you all kinds of advice. But I will say though, I will say the people around you and the person, maybe you're that person looking for someone, man, know your worth. Know your worth. And it comes not from anybody else but God. And then look for the worthy. Take the time and write down what you want in life. What do you see happening? What's going on? And it's not enough to just go, I just don't want to be like my parents. That is not a vision board. You know what I'm saying? That is not a vision. I just don't, no, write down like, where do you want to live? Uh, what kind of life do you want to live? Like what kind of spirituality do you want to have? These questions are extremely important. You, you, gotta, you gotta answer those questions before you find the worthy. But, but, I just wanna say, I just wanna say, when it comes down to this, don't, don't live a life that you have to lie about. Do you know what I mean? Like don't go through a season and do things and then get into a relationship and then you have to lie about all the relationships. Like you don't want to go there and you don't want to do that. Don't, don't live a life that you have to lie about because it just will mess up every other relationship. And don't feel the need to get into a relationship just because someone else is. Friends, that is just the world we live in. It's not real. So take your time. Don't be on anyone else's schedule. Not your parents' schedule. No one else's schedule. Not your best friend's schedule. Don't, want, don't be on anyone else's schedule. And make sure, you make sure that you surround yourself with people who remind you of your worth and then actually can vet who the worthy are. Because, friends, this whole deal about like finding the one can really mess us up. It really can. It can scar us. And for some of us, for life. Because we get into some relationships and we're like, I need to get out of this relationship. Because that's what happens sometimes. Even in marriages. People get into relationships, get into marriages, and then realize they don't even know their worth. They don't even know who they are. And then you end up just breaking up. And sometimes it's not that bad, and, but most of the times it is. It's rough because there are other people involved. And let me just tell you, God doesn't get angry. As I read before, he says, hey, search me, God, and find out, tell me, tell me, what makes you not mad? What was that word? Makes you what? What makes you sad? See, when God looks at you, his heart breaks because he knows that you just want to be in a loving relationship. He knows you want to start a family and you wanted to start this, you wanted to start this thing 10 years ago. He knows. 
He understands. He loves you. He's for your happiness. But it starts with you. Like really wrestling through those two questions. Do you know your worth? Do you know your worth? Who gives you worth? And are you looking for the worthy? Or are you just looking for the hottie? Or the cutie? Or the whoever? Are you looking for the worthy? All right? So let me pray for us. Lord God, I thank you for this conversation. I thank you, God, that in the middle of, of our pain and our frustration, you are there. I thank you that you are the God who understands. You're the God who loves. You're the God who is for us. So God, I pray that for some of us, God, that we're sitting here and like, you know, I, I'm not really dating anybody. God, I, I pray that you would remind them or bring to remembrance someone in their life at work or their family that really needs an encouraging word like this. That you would even say, you know, I'm going to use this to help my brother, help my sister, help my friend and remind them about their worth. And God, for some of us who are here and you're like, God, I just don't know what to do. I, I find myself in a new place because I used to not really be a follower of Jesus and now I am and dating is even so complicated and I, and I just don't know. And I've allowed myself to be in relationships where um, people have treated me less than I'm worth. And I'm kind of used to that. God, I pray that you break, break that cycle right now. That God, that we would not use and abuse each other, but understand each other's value and worth, God. That we would not be forced into any relationships or any season that we would reject the lie that says I'm not enough and I'm not complete if I'm not in a relationship. That God, that we would just throw away this, 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 this thought that something is wrong with me because I'm not in a relationship. God, you don't do that. You don't you don't do that to us. So God, would you remind my friends, God, that God, there's nothing wrong with us. God, you have been a part of our lives from the very beginning. We have challenges and we're not perfect by any means and we've got all kinds of issues. But God, there's nothing wrong with us that makes us unlovable. God, you love us. And people around us love us. God, would you just pour out your presence as we respond? God, some of us will, will sing this song and we'll just sit in this song and some of us will go receive communion, light candles, go to the cross. But God, I pray that whatever we do, the next couple of minutes, God, we, we would we would allow ourselves to be loved by you. That we would feel and sense something that we've never sensed before. In your name we pray. 
Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Mosaic Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more audio and video content, visit us at mosaicchurch.tv.